Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to episode 495 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. Hey, my fellas. On this fine, dumb fucking dog died day, <laughs> as they call it. <laughs> is this it? Is this forever now known as the, tri- the Triple D? Well, the you know, I, I guess I guess we're only getting it like this time though. So I mean, if it were to be an ongoing holiday and every year we could sort of look forward to it, then fuck yeah, why not? I I I'm campaigned down. for an annual Triple D Day. Yeah, fuck yeah. Who doesn't love a Triple D? What's it? Jeez, Glenny. What's it? <laughs> what does a Triple D mean to you, Glenny? Nate got it. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe J one hundred will find out at the meetup. <laughs> Glenny, Glenny loves it. Glenny, Glenny loves it if they Glenny loves it when they when they when. Yeah. Unfortunately, titties, if I'm involved, titties, titties two, so of the, big. two of the D's are capital, and one of them's a little one. <laughs> titties, titties so big that titties so big that you need a you need a digger to scoop them up. Oh, that's, God. That's, that's Glenny's motto. Oh fuck! Oh, oh fuck! We got here early. <laughs> We did, we did. Welcome to your listeners. Did you, do any, do, did you do, do anything fun on your Triple D day, Glenny? Um, I had a bit of a relaxing day, to be honest. Did, well, did a little bit of work this morning and then uh, had some lunch and then set up the uh, recliner chairs out in the sun in the backyard with my wife. We both read our books and... Yeah, Listen. so your missus out there having a read of the book. Yeah. I mean, like on, on Facebook and with my drone and <laughs> telescope. <laughs> I'm sure she would have much preferred me sitting next to you in this sun. With your James uh, Bond style satellite orbiting. Enhance. Of course, to my wife. If Nate was spying on her with a drone, it wouldn't be creepy at all to get a Nate giggle. Oh, that Nathan. Oh, Nathan. Oh, oh he's such a character. More important, Nathan. what are you reading, Glenn? What are you reading these days? Uh, right at the minute, I just finished it today, but um, my the my yoga instructor gave me one of his books to, to uh, read. It was a bit of a his story, and so... Um, yeah, I, I sat down and read that today. And uh, other than that, I'm reading... Um, Hang on. Did you say like like a, a history or it's his story? As in you just read to, a Toowoomba yoga instructor's autobiography? No, well, he's 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 actually well-travelled. He's from New Zealand and he's, uh, he's been all around the world. So, so after, he's so after not he just retired from Toowoomba his, and never so left after he fucking After he fell off a scaffold, he fucking <laughs> started yoga to rehabilitate himself. I knew... Uh, this is a problem when I'm on... See, it's not something you guys can relate to because you're both fucking mecca. pieces of shit trying to pretend you're something you're not. But I'm just such an honest motherfucker that I have to tell the truth. So when you ask me what I'm reading, I have to tell you what I'm reading. I should have just made something. No, you're not. You're a cunt. You don't have any interest at all. You're just trying to leverage into something to do exactly what you're doing right fucking now and you take your little bearded fucking cunt mate along with you for the ride. If I, if I had to... Yes, I would have said. I would have. If I, if honest, being being honest, I thought your your answer would be it'd be like a biography of some somebody. I th- yeah, I thought it would be like a, sp- a sport sporting. Not no, yeah, not necessarily sport or, or because a, I mean I know you because I know you had the Matthew McConaughey book, you know, yes. like the other year. Yeah, yeah. And I and I've got that book as well. Um, and I thought it'd be something like that, like it'd be a uh, some sort of. My other book at the minute is uh, Think Like a Monk, Jay Shetty, which. I fucking have been struggling to find the time. I've even taken up as an audio book because <laughs> who's that guy's name? That name's familiar. Who's Jay he? Shetty is. He was a monk, and now he's a 
public public figure and from New Zealand, right. sort of. No, he's, from, he's actually from England, uh, of Engle- uh, Indian descent. So oh, from New right. Zealand. And uh, yeah, I don't not, know he's that not, Jay he's Shetty's not, ever he's been not to Shitty. <laughs> he's not Jay Shitty, the one that we fucking wound up with in Brisbane. Yeah. And, he's, <laughs> he's, and he's not from Toowoomba, so he's not Joe Schnitty. <laughs> oh, God. But I'll tell you what, man, I'm not hating on audiobooks. They are 100% an effective way to get the knowledge in. 100%. Yeah, I find it, um, I find it far easier to take in than sitting down and, and reading. Um, back I, to you, back to Toowoomba and Here we go. Yep. Yoga Let's go back to there, shall we? Yep. Do, it's like Wild Wild Country, the sequel. Do they... <laughs> you watch that on Netflix, Benny? <laughs> no. <laughs> do, do they... Um, oh, why the fuck do I do this? Like, do they, do they localise the poses? Like, you, you know, is there, is there like, tie the tourniquet <laughs> and inject the meth? Is that the... Oh, you fucking ignorant cunt. No. Did you do like no today like because of because of today's public holiday? Did you do like you know the downward the downward facing dead fucking dog? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Can we just can we just not? Can we just fuck? Can you cunts just not? Okay, we're gonna it's start. It's been off a today. long year as a Tigers fan, and I've had to come and talk to you cunts twice a week. And let me say just, this: it's just relentless. Let, let me say this, Glenny. Last night, you pulled the pin on recording, like, as we were supposed to be recording. <laughs> and so you, you, you've, you've given us, like, 24 hours to just get an extra fucking run-up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like DK Lily from, from the fucking Randwick end. Yes. Well, I mean, you know, you want to make it, you want to make it, you, you, need, you need to make it, like, yeah, topical. It's like, you know, like, I fed a Paleocena coming off the <laughs> He's not coming off the back fence though. He's but coming. Shortly, he's just outside of the concourse, the running contact. down the tunnel. <laughs> just before the contact, he's like, "No, that's not far enough. I need to go back further." <laughs> Fuck. Oh, good times. It's Mark Tukey coming from the fucking Macca's car park. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's yeah. good times. Good times. It is. It is good times. Um. May as well get into some league chat. Let's do it. Let's as as these as these shows go at this time of the season, the amount of games each week reduces, <laughs> the amount of the amount of uh, previews reduces. So this one running time, same. Yeah, well, yeah. Time will tell. I mean, we did get through seven minutes, seven minutes yeah. about my fucking yoga instructor's book. <laughs> and Glenny, I thank you because I mean that's that's seven minutes that a. That's seven minutes that we probably needed on this episode. And B, it's seven minutes that everyone else is not going to get back. And I take a, a special kind of pride and satisfaction in that as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness me. What's um, happening in the wide world of footy? I tell you, did you guys the other night, I forget what day it was now, but um, I'm fucked up this week with the, the timing. Did you watch the Mario Fennec thing when it was on? Channel 7? Uh, Red... I read the story on was it NRL dot com or, uh, but I didn't actually watch the program. I saw some um, yeah, some people tweeting and stuff as it was kind of on whatever the show. I think it's got a spotlight or something like that on channels. It was like Michael Usher, just like sort of a, you know, like a deep dive on a story sort of thing. And um, so I sort of went looking for it and found it on the Seven app. So I was probably watching it, you know, like half an hour after, you know, after it would be it'd been on sort of thing. I tell you what, pretty fucking confronting, hey, mate, Mister. Uh, oh, the old Falcon is—he's—he's uh, he's pretty fucked, eh? Really? Like, I mean, I've seen some tweets on that, he, that he's that he's made recently, where you just think, yeah, you know, it's not all—it's not all, you know. He's, he, oh, you go ho ho ho. I mean, you know, he's got fucking you know like CTE sort of situation. No, he's like turn, proper. Turned into oh fuck, he's he's got CTE. He's he, he's he's he's, yeah. he's, pro, he's got early onset dementia. Like he's proper fucked. Yeah. Like the he's um his specialist that they sort of interviewed and they they sort of showed him and um and Jeff Fennick going to get their you know their scans done and all that sort of thing and, and chat about them. And um he, his uh yeah professional deal who who he's dealing with. She said that um he's got like a uh, the brain of like an eighty year old dementia. Wow. Patient at the and he's and he's sixty now. It's it's weird. I mean, like it's weird to think that he's sixty, but yeah. yeah. Um, 
and but yeah, he's like at the point where he's not like in total need of care, but he's you know like outings outings with a carer a couple of times a week, and you know like yeah, his missus got a lot in the plate. It's a pretty, pretty fucked story, hey? Like, um, and like when and because he's you know getting this, you know the CTE sort of stuff is sort of it's obviously been you know encroaching and you know progressing for you know years now, and so th- just things like. You know, he he sort of let let the like the life insurance policies and shit lapse because you know he was in charge of that shit. But you know he's losing it, yeah, right. And just and just doesn't realise. And so you know, so there's a mass like massive burden on his on his fam- on his family. You know, particularly his missus, um, with what she's you know facing. You know, potentially like within the next you know five years, he's going to be like you know completely requiring care you know so but uh 65 you know like that that's yeah when they had situations like his son his son was getting uh getting married and it was something he was really looking forward to and he'd sort of um you know he'd wake up in the morning and be like great you know this you know today's the day and they do the wedding and you know they have a great time and you know he he, his wife wasn't sure if he'd get up and do a speech and, and he sort of got up with her and then he sort of took over and did a speech and it was great and uh, it was just, it was a great memory for everyone involved. Fast forward to the next day, he wakes up, like, is the wedding today? Yeah. Mm. You know, which is just like a massive fucking, you know, gut punch, right? Yeah, fuck. Um, so that's like, that's the level. I mean, I don't think, I mean, you know, you, you could see that, you know, yeah, he wasn't 100% right, but I had no, like, you know, I don't think anyone was really aware of it, you know, outside of his circle, obviously, but until this, you know, this, uh, uh, story came, you know, it came out on on that on that program, and it was like pretty fucking ordinary. And um, man, you know, and now, I guess... now now the CTE things like now now it's even more amped up. I mean, because we've Absolutely. had you know players, you know, yeah, spending time out, retiring early, and all that sort of thing because of it. But like because of the TV profile that that Mario had, yeah, he's a very famous guy in the world of rugby league mm-hmm. because of the you know his time on the footy show and, and everything. And so he's going to be probably the the person that shines the spotlight on it seriously and like you know the most the, you know the most seriously that we've seen for the game. Yeah, you know. Um. So yeah, I I think it's so. you know the all the talk you know and the you know the, the speculation about legal ramifications and and. From from a financial perspective, from the game is one thing, but when you actually see the real time effects on on guys that we all grew up watching play, and and you know, sixties sixties not an old man, and to think mm, that no. by the time he's sixty five, retirement age, when he should be, you know, getting into that, you know, that that later chapter of, of and being able to enjoy his, you know, we we all, all expect to be enjoying a retirement. Um, he's gonna potentially need full-time care and it, it's it's fucking tragic and um you know I, i'm sure that it's you know like you say with mario's case in particular and then obviously there'll be others to come uh with yep. the increased spec you know the increased folk focus on cte and and the effects and as we learn more about it as well that's the other thing is yep. that we still don't know all there is to know about it so yeah. Um, there's going to be more players and more more recognisable figures that you know with stories just like Mario's. It's fucking tragic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you see like Royce as well. I mean, he's mm. he's you know suffering the same sort of thing. I think. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and that's like you know same sort of generation. And that's and that's the thing too. Like it's just it's just it's just his brain because like physically speaking, I mean, like you know in this in the story, you know, they're shining like he works out. That's one of the things he can sort of control and you know try and you know prolong you know the or you know you know hold off the symptoms mm. you know from worsening as much as he can i mean the dude is still like he's not he doesn't look like a 60 year old like i mean he's still in you know in great shape and everything but man mentally though it's fucking terrible mm. and and it's a different sort of tragic to say the the alex mckinnon side of things like that that's something that you know obviously it, it sucks at to the goal never walk again but at 60 to lose who you are and to lose the ones you love and, and hold dear 
that's a pretty fucking haunting, um, haunting series of events, especially to a guy who, like you said, was was in the limelight and seemed pretty switched on. Like I know they always used yep. to to fuck around with him and make fun of him. And that was part of it as well. That was part of the story as well. Yeah, that's, that's you it. Know, talking about the the um the like because he was starting to sort of display symptoms and he was a bit you know they they kind of that you know they played up that character on the and you remember giving him shit and and uh, as, as to hear his wife tell the story they were like like she was furious at like the, you know, the, the entire time in the footage show because you know it was like they, they were the click and they were sort of like you know he was he was their Glenny I suppose Glenny Ophanic how fucking dare you <laughs> sorry mate Glenny what are you talking about we're doing the game reviews <laughs> What show is this again? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I'll tell you what, though, Glenny, something that will switch you right back on. Give you guns uh, a couple bar, of fucking it, head knocks. It might bar you up here, but uh, it's being reported that the West Tigers are uh, interested in bringing Mitchell Moses back to the club on a deal worth over a million a season. Genius <laughs> and Benj, they are determined to rekindle things with not just one, but two who got away. Uh, Benji has contacted both Moses and Tedesco about a Leichhardt homecoming. So they're also chasing Cameron Munster on a deal worth $1.4 million a season. Um, he hits the open market on the 1st of November and will probably become the highest player in the game at the conclusion of it. Um, Hang on, that's a that's a Freudian slip, the highest player. Is it going to be another white powder the scandal? The highest paid player. Well, I mean, you know... Look, from all from all my experience, yeah, maybe he may be the highest player and highest paid player. Um, <laughs> so, and with Mitchell Moses knocking back an offer from the Broncos last year that was worth around a million a season, Tigers are going to have to come in north of that. <laughs> um, what's the equivalent in in Concord or Campbelltown of a salary sombrero, a, a salary fucking backward flat brim hat? <laughs> Fucking well, listen, well, well, well. Look, I mean, obviously they're not getting Munster. Dad, Dad, and listen, Moses listen, and Teddy. Listen, like, you listen, know what? No. It's more far more era. likely they get zero. It's far more likely they get zero. Hundred percent. It's hundred percent likely that they get zero, <laughs> and Luke Brooks still trots out in fucking seven. No um, sombrero required. Then. <laughs> it's their salary hat with a propeller on top. You can wear but- a yarmulke. Like, yeah. <laughs> Um, look, these things, you know, the West Tigers are still making headlines in the off-season. They're in Bali. But um, I saw a Parramatta fan today, or yesterday on Twitter going, talking about, you know, how that internal report story and everything with Parramatta and the nepotism and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I saw a Parramatta fan without a trace of fucking irony say, oh, the media always fucking sticks it to us because, you know, we get the clicks and everything. Fuck off, Clint. Like, yeah. <laughs> they rarely say, number one with a fucking bullet, <laughs> you're West Tigers. Yeah, exactly. Number two, Manly, whenever they want to fucking play the old boardroom fucking, you know, split routine. Eels wouldn't even be in the top five. Not at all. For no. that shit. Not Get at all. Get the fuck out of here. Sorry, Glenn. Please continue mm. your thoughts on Moses coming back home. Look, the form that he's in at the moment is fucking brilliant. That's great. And and probably a, a comment that I was going to make um, in the game review slash preview is Mitchell Moses fucking looks absolutely amazing when he's running downhill. Unfortunately, the West Tigers don't do a lot of running downhill. And The West Tigers, when they set it, when they set a platform... <laughs> We sort of mean like a, it's like a, it's below sea level. It's like Mitch. Mitch will be running sand dunes. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> Forever. You'll never not be running sand dunes. Um, look, I, the idea of a, of a Tedesco, uh, Munster, Moses, Appy, Spine. With the, the the true linchpin of the club, Jackson Hastings at the thirteen, please, please, 
I say a puppa he wouldn't know what hole to run into. It wouldn't matter where he run, he gets the ball untouched. It's fucking gold. Imagine it. Just fucking a mat spoon. That's what we're getting at. More spoons. We're going to get <laughs> spoons. Premiership. We're yeah. going to get spoons before we get any of those players. So, but it's it's funny to think that you could just imagine. Could you imagine the epic fuck up that the Tigers could potentially make of signing James Tedesco, Mitchell Moses, Cameron Munster, Happy Coruscant is already coming, um, having Jackson Hastings. Uh, Utu Ikamano in the front row. Oh, fucking Jesus. And still managed to fuck it up. Like, <laughs> fucking, it's, it's Tiger Town. Bring it back. Yeah, it is. Bring it back. Um, it's, seriously, though, I think the, the issue they have is all of these fucking leaks that keep getting out, it's going to hurt their fucking credibility. Who's the leaker at the time? Well, to, to be fair though, Jay, that I'll just I'll let you in on a little hint. They don't have any credibility. <laughs> <laughs> you can't hurt something. That's like saying, "Well, if you do this, it's going to hurt my hair." It's it, it's not going to have any impact on my hair. Fuck I don't right. have any. <laughs> um, and yeah, here's the thing: for every pl- for every report that's oh they're trying to get this player, they're trying to get this player, they're trying to get this player. You can afford to not get maybe one, maybe two top-tier players before you are now a poison destination. And I understand that they're not a first-choice destination at the moment anyway. I don't think they're going to be while Pasco's around. What about the war chest? Um, there, there is no war chest. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> if, you know, if. It's, it's in the barbershop. If they the Warchest land... is on is on Justin Pascoe and, and, and in tattooing the, the says no regrets. Currently using it as a seat in the barber shop. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just his favourite Pirates of the Caribbean poster <laughs> in his office. It's actually a little toy chest in his office, and that's where he keeps the show bags for Harry. Remember those money boxes? Yeah. You used to press the button and the hand would come out, and you drop the coin into the hand, and it takes it back in. <laughs> One of them. Oh, fuck. oh, fucking hell! But wait, there's more <laughs> for you, James. Oh, Glenny, 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 you can take a knee. Oh, yeah, I was the, got it. Brian, know. Brian Toto. Oh, Toto. <laughs> he's going to trigger a bidding war. He's off the. He's off contract at the end of next year. Free to negotiate with clubs from November the first. And so you've also got guys like uh, Stephen Crichton, Liam Martin, and Spencer Lanyu who are also going to field offers from rivals. Uh, from rivals. And, uh, you know, obviously this is the problem that the Panthers are going to face. 100%. I mean, they sort of got an, they got an extra period. They probably got an extra year free of it all just because of the fact that they had these guys locked in from, um, you know, juniors, yeah. you know, for a large part. Yep. Um, they're trying, they, they want to keep Toto, so that's part, partially, you know, why Charlie Staines is getting offered around to all yeah. and sundry to be a fullback for the West Tigers. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yes. Another one. You're right. Up in the it, auction block. It's it, it's just par for the course. You, you get success. Mm. And I think, unfortunately, it, it goes to the, and dare I say it, yes, I dare, ignorance of rugby league roster management. You know, it, yep. there's this thing that comes around and they think that, oh, okay, so that, that person there, they're fucking great now, right? Mm-hmm. Um. It's nothing at all to do with the systems and the club and the training staff and the support staff and the players around that player. It's all, that player's results are all only that player. And so if we just bring them to our club, they will do exactly what they've done there over here. Now, while that's true with a small portion of just naturally talented players or or players that would, would do that everywhere. Not necessarily wingers though, right? Yeah, they. I mean, like you know, apply it to halves and maybe wingers. It doesn't fucking matter what a winger does. Mm. Well, there's it, no winger it, worth a million. Here's bucks. the thing: Biz, Biz is a hundred percent great for yardage. Yep. However, he's now playing in a team whose entire game plan revolves around the beginning of almost every set of the match being taken mm. by backs. Yep. So he's great at what he does, but put him into a team 
that plays a more traditional style of football where the forwards are getting back for tackles three and up. And you've got a yep. winger taking up a better part you know? of a million bucks on yourself. You yeah. Doing fuck all. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know what? At the fucking heart of it, I would love for those guys to stay the 100%. But you've won a premiership. If you, that's what I'm thinking you, too. If, you won a premiership. You've done what your career. You've, you've reached the goal of professional or, you know, like on-field yeah. glory. I mean, would you like to win a premiership every year? Sure, everyone would. Yep, 100%. And but you've got that ring now and you can't have that feeling like, say, like a Steve Roach or someone had where it's like you got close, didn't get it and have to live with that for the exactly. rest of your, mm. your days. Yeah, you know? Exactly. So that's the thing. You've, you've, you've won your premiership. You've represented your state. You've represented... Your, your nation. Um, go chase the yeah, fucking not just, money. Not just, yeah, not just represent. You know, I mean, you've won Origin. Yeah. You know, you've won all these things. You know what all those things feel like. Get fucking paid. That's it. Yeah. You know, you have a fucking... And this... Going on from the fucking Mario Fennec conversation. Mm. Yeah. You have a very fucking short window to make money in this heavy contact environment while your body holds out fucking yep. chase it son earn as much money as you can before you forget where the window is that's it yeah right let's move on to some games and uh, as we said shorter week and this week regrettably wasn't like last <laughs> the last <laughs> round of finals games where every game had you know this magnificent amazing. quality yeah. to it that like you know it was extra time you know it, it was golden point it was a you know a huge upset you know, and so on and so on. It was a, it was an absolute blood feud fucking played out <laughs> yeah. on, 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 a, on a rugby league field. This week was uh, really just uh, two absolute monumental fucking ass kickings in which the opposition were never in the game. And the first one was the Eels 40 defeating the Raiders 4 at Combank Stadium. The Eels 40 came through tries to Penasini, Moses, Opacek, Blake, Polo, and a double to Murata Nucore. Moses, five conversions, uh, one penalty goal. The Raiders 4, a try to Xavier Savage. And uh, very much against the run of play, individually brilliant, which went unconverted by Fogarty. And that is the end of the Raiders. I thought the, the Raiders were pretty pretty flat to start the game. And in contrast, Para came out with a huge amount of energy. And they got their first try after about six minutes or so. And, and that started the roll. And, and Canberra never looked like pulling it back. That Para just continued to, to, to roll forward through the middle. Easily, and then Moses and Brown were—they um, they were pretty fucking brilliant, to be quite honest—and just carved them up. I, I don't know how much of it was to do with Canberra's performance last week, whether it was too much of an adrenaline dump and trying to get back up for this game, which you know, given you know, in the last several years, Canberra's played in some big finals games, and but. Um, yeah, with their car. They've had to be up for such a long time, I think, and Correct. they've just reached their expiry, their use by yeah. date yeah. the season. And they came against a team that was, you know, relatively poor last week and, you know, sudden death, window closing. Well, yeah, it, it looked it just, looked like a team that was in the top four playing a team that scraped, that scraped the in. eight yeah. by yeah. virtue yeah. of other yeah. results, yeah. you know, in, in the final round. Yep. You know, and yep. taking nothing away from what Canberra did the week before, that was their performance of the season, I think, to get in there mm-hmm. and play that game against Melbourne. And if I'm doing a recap of that season as a Raiders fan, that game says, well, fuck me, if you're capable of that, and given they had some injury worries in the halves this year, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you know, you, you can build on that. Mm. Um, yep. But Parramatta were there to play a finals game. Yeah. They, they were yeah. there to play with an intensity to get into the grand final qualifier. So Fair. that's it. And I mean, I, I don't know, I don't know what else, you know, what else to really say. I mean, cause just, just, the, like, just by the virtue of the fact that like the Raiders were never in the game, they blasted out to like 22 nil when they did score. I mean, it, it was a brilliant solo opportunistic run, you know, for a long range try there from Savage, um, especially after that horrible fucking like one of those highlight reel, low light reel yeah. situations with the bouncing ball when it clean, just clean, you know, bowled him. clean bowled him and yeah, like 
it just felt terrible. I mean, and that's I just and as soon as that happened, I was just like, just you, you just start hearing like flashbacks in the back of your head, like Ricky Stewart saying that you know he's got to teach these you know, yeah. guy to play first grade. I was like, oh, fucking. The, the interesting thing to me, and this is where I'd be a little bit disappointed in Ricky. What what were Parramatta's biggest weak points the week before? Right, it was fucking Wonga Bean under the high ball. Yep. And Parramatta, you know, coming in, trying to shut down a second rower. There was nothing aimed at any of Parramatta's weak points. Absolutely nothing. There was nothing to yeah, put Yeah, I up. mean, apart from, yeah, apart from trying to exploit, you know, Blake. I don't, well, I didn't yeah. see a bunch of bombs going at him. No, no, that's, that's I mean, I know they didn't do that. But having said that as well, he was up. I mean, like you know, with a he actually you know, got himself a try and and uh, and and had a great that was a great bounce back from him. I mean, his fortunes were were the team's fortunes. I mean, he bounced right back. The team bounced right back. The only you know potential down point on the Eels' entire performance was when you know, they brought Moses back. They rushed him back in for the game, yeah. and then you know he sort of took a shot late in the game as well. And you're thinking, oh fuck, you we go. You know, you can't have mm-hmm. him. Yeah, he can't be taking too many shots because he's going to get ruled out or actually be legitimately concussed. Yeah, yeah. Un- unable to play, and all these games from this point on, you know, they're, they're all sudden death. You know, for a month straight. So, um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, that's like it's extremely you know comprehensive victory for the Eels. There's really nothing you could say to yeah. diminish it. You know, diminish it. I mean, they just you know back up and, you know, get ready for the, you know, for a bigger game next week. Yeah, spot on. Socials, Rishi, he said, by getting hit in the face with the ball, Jacob Arthur has already played better than he did last week against the Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, Wonga Blake is to Paris grand final winning chances what Brett Finch is to the Coogee Wombats. Close, but not going to happen. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, my fucking God. Oh, oh hang on. Shunter's dad came in. Shunter's other mum. Angry at Vossi. Said he's allowed to finish his tackle, not with a forearm to the head. Now, this was talking about that tackle by White and on Moses, where where there was initial contact made. Moses has ricocheted off and then gotten up to run again, or looked as if he was going to run again before he just fell over. Mm. And Whiten's come in and finished the tackle off and has slammed him into the ground, slammed the head into the ground. Yep. Did you guys think there was anything in that? Honestly, I'm struggling even to remember to to remember. The it, it was it was when Moses was sent off. I remember the yeah, I remember the tackle. Uh, sorry, the initial contact. Um, I, I I don't remember a forearm to the head clearly, but Shanta's other mum wouldn't lie though. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, ben, it's simply outclassed tonight, but proud of the turnaround after being in Spoon Talks three months ago. John. Said, boys, on the show, you said that Canberra had belief, and that was the difference in the Melbourne game tonight. Two early mistakes, and we lost the belief. It's been one hell of a roller coaster ride this year for Raiders fans. Bloody well sucks to lose so badly. Yeah, you're right. The belief was there against Melbourne and, and really wasn't against this one. Uh, Josh, Raiders gave more to this year's comp than any other team. We made sure fuck the Broncos weren't in the eight and kicked out fuck the Storms in weeks one. You're all welcome. Yeah, that's true. I'll give you know, credit to Kudos, that. Kudos, kudos. Um, and Ricky. <laughs> Jacob Arthur has now played more finals games than David Nofaluma. Take <laughs> <laughs> uh, that. That's it. Right, um, then the other game, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, 38, defeated the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks, 12, at uh, Allianz Stadium. And the Sharks, uh, sorry, the Rabbits, tries to Nichols, Murray, Ilias, Walker, with uh, Tane Milne, a double, Mitchell, six conversions from as many attempts and a penalty goal. The Sharks, 12, tries to Nikora and Mulatalo with Hines, two conversions. I thought Murray's try <clears throat> right on halftime was a huge moment in the game, the, the, the softness of it. Yeah, it was. Um, and then, to their credit, Para, uh, para um, Cronulla scored just after halftime and then they had a try... Uh, pulled back where they, they would have gone back to back and made a real game of it. Um, 
and that moment there swung all the momentum back to South. And I think that that period of the game, just just before and just after half time, um, South obviously with the rub of the green, and and they then went up there and scored, and it kind of deflated the Sharks, and and they were never in the game from there. Um, yeah, big game again. Uh, some big moments for Latrell, and keeps putting himself in positions in these big games to, to influence the result, which is which is dangerous um, for, for any team that Souths are up against. Um, and I I thought, and we said it uh, during the uh, member side as well, that Ilias in this game was, he just played with a confidence and, you know, I think for, for the large part of this season, he's really deferred to Walker and and Murray and 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 Cook and he's played a bit of a, a bit part um, as he's developed his game in first grade, given it's his first year. But this game in particular, he he really stood up to be counted and and had a, a great performance, um, which is a, is an additional factor for South. Uh, you know they've got obviously Latrell above all else. Uh, Walker's um, seems to be. Whilst, whilst the house are going well, um, seems to be more focused on playing well and, and trying to keep out of the middle. Um, and then you've got Cook doing what he does, and then obviously Murray is, is hugely influential. So uh, to see Ilias step up the way that he did and, and really take some some control of the team is, is a really positive sign for South. But I, I was pretty impressed with how, how the Rabbits handled Cronulla, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, sharks. They weren't out of the game to the to the extent that the Raiders were out of their game. Yeah, not at all. But it, but but even to be down twelve nil for that period in the first half, I mean, they were defending for their fucking lives, mm. and like unbelievably so. And then for like you said that for Murray to just split them the way he did, that that signal that that was the end of it. And ultimately, you know, apart from a, you know an intercept, you know yeah. they they, you know, they scored one. Yeah, you know, well well constructed try. Well, and, that's South Sydney in the finals really... game. Just chalked it. There's at least one a game of those. Well, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> it's true. I mean, they happen on the same side of the field yeah, too. So, yeah. <laughs> and it, you got anything else to say? Yeah. I'd look, it, Cronulla will be better for the run. You know, they they again along with the Cowboys were the the big improvers this year, or or probably finish the year above where almost everyone had put them. Yeah. Um, and it was a mixture of inexperience and and probably more crucially inexperience in leadership. You know, they, they've got a team of young guys looking for a leader and Nico Hines has quite firmly put his hand up and said, I'll be your guy. However, mm-hmm. he's still inexperienced in that role. So, yep. there's some growth for him to do there. Um, he doesn't have that that switched on halves partner. So, you know, um, look at Nathan Cleary. So the, the reason that he evolved into such an effective leader is because Penrith was smart enough to offload their dead wood, like Matt Moylan, to obtain an experienced leader like James Maloney. So that was all part of the long game that they played that ended up winning them a premiership, whereas Cronulla have just been left with an absolutely fucking impotent number six that doesn't do anything to inspire the next generations of leaders. Um, so it's just now been so firmly fucking decided that Penrith won the trade uh, and nothing more ever needs to be said on the topic. I swear to God, I mean, Jimmy Maloney has been doing fucking blow <laughs> in the fucking, and drinking fucking Bordeaux for like two years. <laughs> and and, and he's still he's still name his name still keeps coming up. Oh. I mean, like I mean, why you may, you may have won the trade. I mean, you you know the the side effect of winning it is that you you guys clearly fucking fell in love with him so truly and deeply that, <laughs> that you'll never you'll never forget him. I tell you, um, I tell you, your first your first is always most memorable, but you always got a soft spot. For the ugly friend that said, "Yeah, go on, he's all right." <laughs> Socials, uh, Joe. <laughs> he said, two loser teams followed by loser fans." Penrith by fifty. 
Oh, fuck, I love going off early. That's fucking great. Yeah, that'll never backfire. <laughs> Greg, you said, finish second and out in straight sets. Oh, well, at least I'll have plenty of tears for lube for the next few days. Man, I think finish second is the fucking fact you should be focusing on there. That is yeah. a fucking good outcome for that side. Leave the, leave the straight sets for the um, you know, the rest of the NRL to focus on. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Troy, happy with the season. Performed better than I expected throughout. Easy to say out in straight sets, but against two of the top teams in red-hot form, been calling it for quite a while that we had some false form, and it showed against the top teams. Directionless in attack this week, and none of the usual Coronella grit and dragging the other team into a dogfight. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Gus, every game I've watched the Sharks play this year that has a lot of hype with it or is against a big club they've not performed. Second in the league is false reading. Helped by playing big clubs at origin time and not playing every team home and away. That said, a big step forward from last year. And I think that's what you need to take out of it. Sharks fans, it's easy to be dejected. But, like, there is a fucking very close alternate universe where you guys missed... You were the Canberra, you know? Or or worse, you were the Broncos. So don't be too fucking hard on yourself. That's it for your socials? That's us. Okay, so we move along to week three of the 2022 final series. And the first game, Friday night, the North Queensland Cowboys take on the Parramatta Eels up there at the Abattoir in Townsville. Cowboys side, unchanged from last week's game. Granville moves into the squad in Jersey 20. Um, And so, yeah, and so we've had the 24-hour warning because we're recording on Thursday. And so the Cowboys, 1-17, for now, the Eels, they have uh, lost Makatoa on the bench. Uh, Cartwright comes in for him. Um, now, who we got out? Opacek is out, and Bailey Simonson becomes a late inclusion in Jersey 19, playing in the centres. Can the Eels go up there to North Queensland, face down the home crowd for the Cowboys at their happy hunting ground? and get themselves into a grand final. I mean, I saw Parramatta fans last week crying actual tears that they got in to the prelim. Really? Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. Jesus fuck so, Christ. So, so clearly the, the most important game out Parramatta way isn't rugby league. It's fucking limbo because there's a massively low bar <laughs> out there. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Um, look, the, with the form Parramatta have been in, and then thinking back to that finals game that the Cowboys played, I don't think minimal defence is the strategy to get in and beat Parramatta. So that, no. <laughs> that Cowboy side is going to have to get back to what earned them their place in the top four at the beginning of the season when they first started to rise, rise above the other teams in the top eight and and have people actually start to take them seriously as a contender. That was built on the back of defence. Yes. You know, they scored some magnificent tries and had fucking forwards leaping through the air like fucking Superman to catch balls, but they really defended, especially on their try line. Yeah, and it was something that I can't remember what the what the bracket was, but it was something like there was a a period there through the you know through to the middle of the season or past the past Origin where like they hadn't conceded a point or you know between like the you know the thirtieth and the sixtieth minute of games or something. I can't yep. remember what the actual bracket was, but it was something like that. Yeah. Um. They, yeah, that's that obviously changed. Yeah. Uh, that's but, it. Uh, I think I think the I'm cows can do it though. Yeah, I yeah. agree with that. I think the Cowboys, um, especially the fact that they're at home up there, it's going to be a fucking the crowd's going to be wild. Yeah, um, and and I legitimately think that the Cowboys have just got a a few strike weapons, um, such as Taumalolo in particular. Um, and, Can and I also Nanai just quickly quickly shirt. point out in Townsville right now, it's twenty four degrees with eighty four percent humidity. Mm. Yeah, I mean they, they they training in they training that sauna year round. Yeah. yeah, that's it. And you remember the last time Parramatta decided to take a, a regional game to when Darwin. they played the Cowboys, they went to Darwin. 
and he just yep. took a fucking bath. And that was and that was the first surprising result of the Cowboys season, actually. Yeah, when sure. they fucking smashed him. Yeah. So. No, I'm I'm tipping the Cowboys. I think they'll be too strong. I'm tipping the Cowboys because I want them to win. Yes, <laughs> so do I. Just fuck the eels. But look, this is the thing. I mean, like the the Cowboys aren't gonna. They're certainly not gonna have any fear of Parramatta in terms of matching up the way they match up in the forwards. And I think for the key for the Cowboys is really just to get off to a great start because whether Parramatta fans, you know, whether they would want to admit it or not, if you can do something to take Moses and Gutherson out of the game by beating them badly or something like that, that can be the winning of a game. Yeah. Yeah. Right there. I mean, they can have these games where they are absolutely incredible, particularly Moses, and he's got the ball on a string and everything comes off and he just leads the team. But they're also games where he gets trampled by someone by back rower and you know you don't you don't hardly get a shot out of him again yeah um so that's that's the most and especially with the home crowd i mean if they can get off to a great start and have that crowd with them the whole time it's going to be difficult i think for the eels to pull it back especially as you mentioned as well like in the weather up there and and the humidity that yeah does it does favor i mean you know it's a true home game for the cowboys that's it up there and it's just and it's just like the whole yeah, it's a long, it's a long travel, you know, for an away team and all all these little things that make it a great home ground for the Cowboys. Para only got there, the, Para only got there today too, right? They only flew yeah. into Townsville today. Uh, yeah, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing either because you don't necessarily want to get caught up in the the local town, you know, fanfare and everything like that. Mm. Where it's just you know, nonstop Cowboys twenty four seven sort yeah, of thing. But, exactly. Um, Look, but I mean, yeah. On on the flip side, I mean, if the cow, if if the eels can bust them like the the sharks did, you know, the previous game that they played, if the if the eels can get their offloads going, like straight away, this is the one of one of the mystifying things I've seen against the eels. The amount of success they have with the offload, I mean, it's pretty much the driving force behind, you know, their wins. Yeah. But there are some games where they don't really start cracking them out until like twenty minutes to go. Yeah. And so they really need to start in a positive, you know, in a positive manner, playing to their strengths. And and look, you know, the Eels can win it. I mean, they've got like a, they've got a huge burden of of history, you know, and and pressure and expectation from the fan base on their shoulders. Yeah. Where the Cowboys are like fucking preseason spoon contenders, yeah. they got nothing to lose. This is not the year they're supposed to win anything. Yep. So, uh, and again. The humble pie, fucking Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, buy of the year. Just considering the pressure on that that buy, yeah. I mean, and and the derision from us and everyone else, mind you. I mean, holy fuck. I I will say, and he's a premiership winning player and all the rest of it. Did not think he had a season like this in him. No, and like that, and and let's be let's be fair. I mean, he hasn't been spectacular. He has been the calm, experienced guy that has allowed Dearden to develop into the player that he was supposed to be yeah. when he started his career but at the Broncos. What he hasn't been is all the stuff that caused everyone to hate him and say that it was a fucking a really bad deal and, and all the rest of it, and and have yeah. Cronulla, you know, be and glad I mean, to and, be now, and, and like and like hindsight's a beautiful thing. I mean, we can look back now and say, well, yeah, I mean, he was partnering Sean Johnson. In the shark sides yeah. in a season where they had a caretaker coach, because I mean, like you look back and you go, well, you know, he wasn't exactly set up for success. Well, and, <laughs> that, that and, year. and is is the poster boy for a a non superstar half? Yep. You know, and and look, obviously it helps, and having having a great seven or an amazing six is definitely something you would rather have than not. But all Chad's gone out there and done is play very simple consistent high percentage football all year. He's just understood that his job is to make the ends of sets and the beginnings of the next one as advantageous for that team as he possibly can. And he's done that with consistency. So yeah, he's he's had a great year. Alright, so we're on the record all three is it all three of us saying North Queensland? Yep. Yep. So getting your feels about that. Now, the uh, first prelim game is on Saturday evening. The Penrith Panthers take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs at Aquas Stadium. The Panthers, they'll be missing Taylor May uh, via suspension. Charlie Staines replaces him in the back line. 
Uh, Appy returns to starting hooker role. Um, Kenny's benched. And the Rabbits. Jed Cartwright replaces uh, Saliva Havili, who is injured. Replaces him on the bench. Uh, otherwise, both sides, as you'd expect to see them. I think South's bench is, is light on, which is a concern for me. Yeah, I mean, and, and look, I thought it was, I thought the same last week too, you know, like, when I mean, you look at the, you know, like, you know, cheek hands and Nicoremas and stuff on the bench, like. Yeah, but did they need them? Like, you know? Maybe not last week. They fucking certainly will this week. And, and this is the thing, <laughs> looking at. And they could really use Burgess this week. Mm. Looking at last week's game, South Sydney completed at 68%. Yep. And they won that game by virtue of the fact that Cronulla completed at 62%. Mm. So they're not going they're not going to be able to complete at that level and it's their handling this year that's been been deciding in a lot of their fortunes. They're not going to be able to go out there and have a 68% game and wait on Penrith to gift them with opportunities. Well, going to Penrith, to Penrith's never going to have a 62% handling game. You know. Mm-hmm. But so, having said so, that as well, I mean, if they, <laughs> if, they, if they can have a 68% handling game and and put close to 40 points on the, on the scoreboard as well, then, you know, it kind of it kind of balances it out a little bit. But um, it, it does, but what I'm saying... But yeah, you like, can't, you, you can't you can win against the series end. You can do that. If you drop the ball and give another set to your opponent and then they drop the ball the next set as well because they're completing at 62%, lower than yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> your mistakes don't matter. Yeah. Whereas if you give away cheap possession and then all of a sudden they camp on your try line, have four repeat sets, even if they don't score points, they take four sets worth of gas out of you. Mm. you know, and this is that thing that Penrith are very good at. Cool. We'll, we'll just do whatever the game presents to us and we'll do it very well. And then at the end of the, at the, end of the game, we'll have far more in the tank than you do and we'll be able to go up a gear and up a gear and up a gear. Stay with us. You know? um, I've read a lot this week about people being on the trail for not being involved enough and needing to do this and needing to do that and needing to do this. He doesn't need to be involved in things like kick return or, or any of that stuff when his biggest benefit to that team is from 15 metres out and closer being up and involved in the offensive line. And that he fucking does with regularity and commitment. And if you want to talk about, you know, the involvement of Latrell Mitchell, you can break it down even more. You like just you can simplify this. When he was out of the game, yeah. His involvement in the club in the team on the field is zero. Yep. And they were looking like they were going to miss the eight. Yeah. When he's on the field, they're a game away from a grand final they're a game away from a fucking grand final and looking like you know like yeah certainly in terms of like momentum and things like that I mean they've been looking like that you know for for weeks now yeah you know so like fuck he's like you know (laughs) you know his returns on kicks and all that sort of thing yeah I mean what he means to that side is far more than just the things you can quantify on stat lines and and it's not it's not as if they were pinned in their own half. I would understand if they just eked out a win or, you know, it's a regular season game and it was a loss because they were beaten in the territory battle. Oh, well, if yep. Latrell had gotten in and taken some more tough carries and, you know, just when they needed him, they fucking didn't need him. Yeah. yeah. You know? It's like being angry at your fucking general for not using the nuclear weapons when your fucking opponents have bows and arrows. Mm. Like, yeah. Jesus. Well, you've fuck. already overrun them with your yeah, fucking gallery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, look, by, by no means is this game a certainty, and, and Penrith need to be on. Like I said last week, this is last year's grand finalist. And for every ounce of motivation that Penrith had last year to get there and, and make it their own, Souths have exactly that this year. And this yep. is the team that took it away from them. So you talk about getting up for big games and motivations and Latrell's got the extra that he wasn't there yeah. for that one. Yep. You know? And the, the fucking sliding doors, what if? Which I think is massive, for, yeah. at yeah. least for, for Latrell yeah. personally, That's but it. also for the for the whole South team. Um, but Pen- Penrith need to be on for this. Mm. And they need to be on for 80 minutes. Because one thing that's very hard is a South with their fucking sail up coming home strong yep. with confidence mm. 
there's there's fucking thirty points and a half in that team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. yeah. Jay, you talk thing, about we know what we know what we're getting with Penrith, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's Jay, it. We know exactly Jay, you talk what we're about getting. Ceilings and, and flaws of, of teams, and and there's there's no denying that Penrith's ceiling is is the highest in the comp, and and correct. You know their floor is, you know, is is not. You know they. They don't drop too far from from that that's level. It. Yeah, that's it. Whereas South South can have a bludger of a game in them, and they've shown they've shown yeah. that over the course of the season, um, less so at the at the pointy end. But um, I I think I think Penrith should win, but I just I've said it for a few weeks. I just have this thing that for whatever it is, whatever fucking dust has been sprinkled, you know. It's, Magic dust has been sprinkled over Latrell in in the states, and and the way that he's come back, and he he's just had a knack in almost every game since he's come back to find a way to influence the result in South's favour, and yeah. and he's done it in the even done it in the in these bigger games, yep. and and he's and he's he's reveling in the. In the contest, in the you know the, the the media scrutiny, he's not shying away. It's not getting under. It doesn't seem to be getting under his skin. He seems to be, you know, other than the the, the gripe about the booing, but you know, you saw him playing up to the crowd and, and stuff last week. He's, yeah, hundred percent. He's 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 just on, and I think Penrith are that good, and and their systems, and they're all about the systems and the structure structures and. And the individuals in that team are so perfectly matched, and and to the to the coaching that they get, and and the way that the team is is compiled, it's a it's a perfect storm of a rugby league team, if 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 you will, just the yeah. the way that they're put together, and the, the the time that they've played together since they were juniors and all that, it's it's, it's fucking brilliant. Yeah, hundred percent. The just the Latrell factor for me. And and it seems you know, but we've seen we've seen one player, we've seen it with you know the Andrew Johns or the, the Jonathan Thurston's or the players individual players can make up for a lot when their yeah. team isn't quite at the same level as the well, opposition. You know, you, <clears throat> you look at fucking poor Nate out here deriding his fucking halves, or his his players throwing no look passes all fucking mm. season. Latrell's out here putting fucking no look grubbers in for you know <laughs> levels, but yeah, yeah. It, I, I I legitimately and your point earlier about and and Penrith went through it as you said with with losing one and then and getting over that hump and South last season um, without Latrell, I just think there's got to be a conversation within that club like. They can't take they can't take this away from us again. We're all together now, you know. We're not getting fucked well, over. It's it's well, us well, versus the world, it's, whatever. It's it's no fucking secret that 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 team on the field runs on emotion, mm. you know. And it's and it can fuck them too. Right? It, oh, that's also, it. Also like you know, you, you you remember those old fucking video games where you had to keep pressing the button to keep like a needle in a in a zone, <laughs> and or like in California games where you had to like left and right, otherwise yep. you'd fall off your. No, that was um. Tony Hawk. We had to, you know, balance your fucking thing. That's exactly what they are. You know, but they're probably in the best position because they've gone into every single week. And whereas Canberra suffered from, well, we've got all that emotion in this game against Melbourne and now we've got nothing left. That's South's bread and butter. Mm. Cool. Emotional. Up. Yep, yep. Let's do it. No, don't deflate too much. Stay emotional for the next game. So I expect a big game from South, but Penrith should be too good. This is the thing. This is, this game. This game is Rocky Four, whereas like the Panthers are like the robotic Ivan Drago, like repeatable. You know exactly what you're going to get, and they just keep doing the same thing over and over and over, and eventually the same level the whole game, and eventually it's enough. Mm. You know, it's just a matter of how long you can sort of stay with it. Yep. Whereas the Rabbits. <laughs> They're, they're fucking trudging through the snow. They're, they're hitting fucking sides of beef. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, Chopping wood. Can I, and, and look, I mean, I, I don't want to, I don't want to wish defeat on the Panthers, but I do want to wish defeat on them or Parramatta. If the, if the Cowboys win on Friday night, then I'm happy for Panthers to win this by a billion. Mm. 
but I, <laughs> for the sake of the fucking grand final, I cannot have fucking Parramatta versus Penrith because my fucking God, like no one wants to see that shit. <laughs> fucking nobody. <Love> it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, all your strength, all your power, <laughs> give it everything you got. <laughs> Listen to old Duke and, <laughs> and uh, fucking give it. Um, but yeah, I, I think. Look, I think Panthers are gonna. I mean, they should. They should win. I mean, let's be realistic. Yeah, that's it. But, but momentum at the right time of year is a powerful thing, and uh, you know, we'll see. We will see. Fuck it, I'm tipping South. Oh, he's gone in for South. Well, I mean, you know, there's like there's literally no fucking stakes, so you can say whatever name you want. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it you can, hear, you you can hear the collective time. groan of every South fan go, ah, oh, fuck, we, this cunt's on us. <laughs> next, next Wednesday night, we're not going to remember what you said. <laughs> this, is, this is the cunt that said Charlie Staines was going to score a hat trick. <laughs> uh, well, that's the thing. I mean, Charlie Staines being, you know, coming in for Taylor May, I mean, he does he does definitely weaken that left-hand side attack of the Panthers, mm. which is, you know, the the more susceptible side on, on, you know, on the rabbits defensively as well. So, you know, if, uh, if that just, uh, you know, fucks up some of their, you know, potential tries down that side coming off the back of, you know, kick out, yep. you know, yeah, making the break or, you I'll know, you, drawing that, some that's tackles the other risk. Way. I need him to have a calm kick out game. There's been a lot of fucking media attention on him and, you know, South saying that he's, they hate him and they're going to target him and, all of this stuff, and he, him getting out there now and going, yeah, I know that they hate me and I've got a job to do. He just needs to have a fucking calm game and not throw yeah. dumb shit flip passes. Because Souths can can fucking drag a player into Fuck a spicy no. game. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. So that is it for episode 495. Thanks for listening. Um, as always, if you'd like to support the show, uh, consider becoming a patron at uh, patreon.com forward slash Twill Nation. And this week, we've finally bit the bullet on the Discord and there's just been slowly sort of seeding it out there to, you know, to patrons and uh, a couple of people who are sort of, you know, around that space just to sort of test it and make sure it's been built out enough for the wider audience. And so we've probably got about 50 in there at the moment. And... Um, I think it's ready to go. So if you want to uh, join the Discord, um, just head to thisweekinleague.com forward slash links. And I've added the link there at the top of the um, the screen. And uh, things are about to be so much more organized. I mean, now in the, in the Discord, we've got um, posts that only we can create for the mailbag. So for each episode, people can get in there. With, there'll, there'll be a mailbag post and people can you know, put their comments in there and the mailbag stuff will live in there. When it comes, there, there are game threads. Only we can create the actual game threads themselves. And again, if you want your comments read on the show, you can dump them in there and, uh, and that's where they will stay. And then rather than the game threads devolving and becoming almost like live chat threads on the Facebook group, there's actually just there there is area where you can just chat while games are on and um and go nuts but then the actual game comments you can chuck them in there um where they belong we have um we have channels for every fan base super league uh NRLW world cup plus a bunch of general shit as well and an area that's locked down for the uh the members and the patrons and uh if you have bought a uh, a supporters pack Make sure you let me know what your Discord uh, name is so that you can be uh, given member privileges. Um, and if you're a patron, all you need to do is just hook up Discord with your Patreon and it'll automatically assign you the roles that you need and everything like that and give you access to those um, various areas for the members. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are a member, you should have uh, see, you should have received either an email from me or you can read it on your Patreon uh, dashboard, but the location for the Saturday night members event has been um, locked in and it has been revealed and sent out. So uh, if you don't have that, send an email to business at thisweekinleague.com or hit me up on um, on Facebook or whatever on the chat um, and I can uh, let you know. But otherwise, if, you, if, you're on, if you're on Patreon, just get in there. There's a post about it. Um, there's a post about the one for our um, highest Patreon tier. There's a post about our uh, Sunday morning one as well. So uh, any questions, just hit us up on, you know, 
you can PM me on on Discord. You can you know shoot me something on Messenger on Facebook, whatever, um, and I will help you out. Send us an email, whatever. Um, anything else? No. Before we wrap this one up, boys. Looking forward to the games. Yeah, let's hope we get some like. Uh, and at the end of the day, I, I just want some classic games. Yeah, that's mm. it. Like we got, like we got in week one. I don't want to see. I don't. I don't want like you know like thirty to not many in each of these games. Um, let's see some competitive quality rugby league, and uh, I will be watching uh, the final. Panthers Rabbitohs game from. Uh, Touch football presentation night where I'm hoping to scoop the pool in slowest winger in the club. Um, You're going to get the, the Brett Plowman Award? The Brett Plowman Award. <laughs> <laughs> the, the why does that cunt look like he's running with no legs award? Um, <laughs> yes, so um, I fucking look forward to uh, taking that out. So we so we do, do we do a game companion tomorrow night then on the, the Cowboys game, second half? Uh, yeah, I think we That might should. be a go, actually. All right, cool. All right. We'll lock it in. Cool. And uh, so that'll be a member save for this week as well. Okay, that's it. Thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to you fellas tomorrow and uh, see everybody else next week. Okay. See ya. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.